0: You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. And I've got one more announcement, real quickly. Amen. Uh, uh, we're going to have an outreach in the corner of Boulder and Flamingo focus on, on what I started uh, last week or last Sunday, amen, I'm focusing on the build part, amen, on our mission statement that's on that wall back there where it says, win, build, serve, and send. And so I, I, it, I don't know if it's coming to become a series right now on this, on disciples uh, making, but, but I want to minister on that. And so last Sunday, I minister a message entitled, What is Discipleship? And I hope that you came to an understanding that we're here to build through discipleship. It's Jesus' plan to win the world was through discipleship, amen, to make disciples who will make disciples, amen. It says in Matthew chapter 9, 37 to 38, then he, Jesus, he said to the disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray, somebody say pray. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. If you go down to Matthew chapter 4 19, amen, the King James it says this, and he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So Jesus tells his disciples that the harvest is huge. How I many you know there's a huge harvest out there? Come on, I mean, there's a lot of people that are lost and bound, especially here in the city of Las Vegas. Maybe you know some people in your own family that, you know what, they need Jesus. Anybody know any person like that? Come on. Come on, there's family. Maybe you have a a son or daughter, amen, that's, that's caught up. But the harvest is huge. So Jesus Town, you know what, there's a huge harvest. So we need to pray for more workers. You know, that's why we're going to the streets on Tuesday because we want to go out there. The harvest is out there. We need to go reach out to them. There's plenty. Let me tell you, if you come out on Tuesday night and just stand on the corner, on that corner, amen, you'll see a lot of lost souls. Walking by, confused, or or, or they're lost in life. Amen. So he tells them the harvest is huge, that we need to pray for workers. We need more disciples, in Matthew 4.19, Jesus tells them that what I just read right now, follow me. Somebody say, follow me. Follow. follow me, and I'll make you those disciples. I'll make you those workers that I'm looking for. Amen. See, if we truly want to be disciples, we must labor in the harvest to make disciples. Are you following me? But it starts by following him. It starts by following Jesus. And the title of my message today is simply Follow Me. God is looking for a people that will follow Him. Not follow man, not follow a, 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 a certain subject or a certain way. God is asking for people that will follow Him. This can be Jesus here. This is who Jesus is. He's looking for followers, He's looking for people that will simply follow Him, not follow a system. Not follow, amen, a program, but to follow Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Come on, looking for someone to follow. See, the expression of follow me right here in the scriptures was a physical following. Jesus' followers were not just hearers, but they were actually followers of Christ. Come on. By following Jesus, we become disciples, in which turns makes us disciple makers. Jesus tells Peter and Andrew, amen, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Listen, as long as you are physically and spiritually following me. In order to be disciple makers, how many know that we must, say I must, physically and spiritually follow Christ? Come on, we we have to be that group of people right there that are following Christ. You're not following pastor. Pastor. This, this is not me. This is Christ. I'm part of the group. You know, follow me as I follow Christ. Come on, I, I, I'm not the leader. I, there, there is only one leader. Come on, somebody say amen. And his name is Jesus, amen. This is who we follow, amen. And he's looking for disciples. He's looking for followers that would in turn make more disciples. We need fellowship. Can somebody say Amen. Come on, these things that we bring, amen, especially with the ladies' conference that's coming next, next February, amen, is to bring us together, amen, for fellowship. Not only just coming and hearing the word, but ladies coming together and fellowshipping, sharing their hearts with one another, building relationships. The conference that we just had right now was also a time to fellowship was to connect, to make new friends, amen, and, and, and get to know other people. We had other churches that came to visit us, and it was a great turnout, amen, uh, this last conference. But, you know, I, I, I even cut down the prayer, amen, and prayer is very important to me, uh, but we still got a hold of God, but I cut it down for you can what? Fellowship more. I wanted you to talk. I wanted you to mingle. That's why we opened the doors early here. Why? Because you know what? We want you to come early to what? Fellowship. To, to get to know each other, to have a cup of coffee, to come back, to come in relax. How many like to come in rushed? Uh, how many like going to the movie late? I'm a person that, man, I, I need to be there. Or I, need, I, need, I need to be there before the commercials and all the previews come on. I, I want to be in my chair with my popcorn already. I'm already done the restroom thing. I, I, I'm ready to go, amen. And so when it comes on... Man, I, not like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Don't you hate those people that go like, excuse me, excuse me? Movie started, too. excuse me, excuse me, sorry, sorry. Did I miss anything? And then they start talking and taxi. Silence your phone. Hallelujah. Actually, it's a good idea right now. Silence your phone. Put it on vibrate. If it's not important, what it says, it can wait. She is that person, amen, and I'm the opposite, amen, so you know the battle we go through just trying to get to the movies. <laughs> but in order to be disciple makers, we must physically and spiritually follow Christ. We need fellowship. We need discipleship. How many know the body of Christ needs discipleship? Come on, we need to train these people. They're, they're going through battles. and they don't, know how to, they don't even know how to go through a storm battle, amen. They don't know how to go through, a, a, you know, something that hits their life, a crisis, amen. It seems like a, that the people of God, amen, have an answer. But when something hits their life, guess what? They fall apart. They stop coming. That's not a disciple. That's not a disciple. God is built. We need discipleship. We need to train up. We need to build people up. Can somebody say Amen. And together, somebody say together, together Together we become a stronger body of believers. You cannot do it by yourself. Come on, don't say I'm the church. Yes, you are the church. That's the temple, but you need fellowship. Come on, you need to gather. You need to get around your brothers and sisters, and together we build each other. It says in Acts chapter 2, if you go down to verse 42 and 44, then we're going to go to 46 and 47, But this is what happens when we start to fellowship. This is what happens when we start to come together as a church. Look at the early church. This is our example. This is is truly the mama church right here. This is our mama church. Not Huntington Park. It's right here in the book of Acts. And it says there, amen, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone, say everyone. Everyone. Everyone was filled with awe at the many um, wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, and they had everything in common. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They, They did a lot of eating here, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, that's us, amen. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I want you to answer this question honestly within yourself. Don't shut it out. Let me ask you a question. Who are you discipling? Who are you discipling? If you have to think about it, you're you're not discipling somebody. Who are you discipling? Come on. Even as a father, you need to disciple your children. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. It's not not the, the, the church's job. Amen. If you got your own kids, you got to disciple them. Come on, somebody say amen. The church is here to help. Amen. But the responsibility still falls on mom and dad. We have to train them up, right? Train up your child in the ways of the Lord. Come on, when they get old, what they want? Depart from it. Amen. If they depart, guess what? It will bring them back. Come on, anybody wandered away? Come on, I I grew up in the things of the Lord. I've wandered away, but it's because of those words it, it brought me back. Come on, somebody say Amen. For a praying grandma, praying mama, a mom or dad or whatever it is, who are you discipling? See, if we're truly a follower of Christ, then you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, which in turns make you a disciple maker. Come on, if you truly follow Christ, that automatically makes you a disciple of Christ, in which turns you can disciple somebody else. Can somebody say amen? See, in the book of Acts. It says that they were devoted. Somebody say devoted. They were devoted to each other. See, if we are to be a disciple-making church, then how many know that we need to be devoted to the church? Come on, it starts right here. you got to be devoted. How many know you need to be devoted to your pastors? Come on, somebody. Come on, you, you might not like the way I dress, amen, but you got to be devoted to me. may not like my hair, amen, but hey, this is it. <laughs> we need to be devoted to one another. If we are to be the voice, what our banner says, say, there has to be a togetherness in the church. You see, the church here grew because they were what? They were united, amen. They learned together. They grew together. They prayed together. They ate together. Come on. They disciple one another together, which led to the fellowship that they had. Which God was blessing, amen. We're not here to build a big church with a lot of people. I'm not here to do that. I, I told my wife, I'm not here to build a church. You know, if we can do that, we can build a big church with a lot of people. But I'm here to build a church that has strong people that love God, amen, that physically follow Christ, amen. That together we can be strong, amen. God's strong, not just Vegas strong, but God's strong. Come on, somebody say amen. From the weakest to the strongest, we can be united, as one church they were devoted to the teachings meaning that they listened and applied the word they came under spiritual authority god has placed me as a spiritual authority over you i'm not above you god just placed me over you to help you i'm not any better than you i'm not higher than anyone else but he's just chosen my wife and i to be the leaders here are you understanding and so they you see here, they you have to go come underneath the authority that God has placed in your lives. They were hearers and doers of the word. Along with that, amen. Hearing his word, they were doing it, which brought what? Grow. How many know when you start doing God's work or his word, you grow. Come on. Come on. You get the word of God inside, you you have to grow. As you come and receive, you have to grow. Amen. Uh, you you, 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 you got to understand. You, you got to hear it and you got to do it. Because of that, everyone was filled with awe. Somebody say awe. Oh. Not awe, uh, but awe, uh, wow. Like what? Wow. I mean, there was a wow in, their, in the presence. Was, every time they met, it was like wow. Like what, what happened? I mean, I, I don't know if you remember Saturday morning sessions here. There was that awe that fell here. I mean, I, we were, I, I had to sit down. My wife had to kneel down. Uh, we, we had to just sit in the presence of God, you know, because it was just one of those moments that it was like, wow, oh, this is my, probably somewhat what the book of Acts felt. I mean, there's moments that I've had where, I, you ever just had those moments with God where you're like, oh, wow. Like, you know, God, you're, you're too much. God And sometimes there's things you you can't even say. You you can't even put a word to it of what you just felt or what you just encountered. And this is how it was. Because of that, everyone was growing together. Everyone was getting along with each other. Amen. Nobody was making faces at nobody. Amen. No one's talking about nobody. Amen. Come on. Everyone was getting along. It was flowing. No one told you your haircut sucked. What kind of hair color is that, amen, or where'd you buy those clothes, or or whatever it is, amen. There was no controversy. No one was complaining at the cafe there. Well, children were getting along, amen. Everything was going, flowing, amen. Everyone was filled with awe, and the Scripture says that God did many wonders and miracles in their presence because of that. Come on, how many here are in need of a miracle, amen? How many here need a breakthrough, a deliverance, amen, a victory over a struggle, amen? See, if we can come together in unity, God can fill this place with awe. Come on, God can fill this place, and when he fills this place, your miracle will come, your breakthrough will come through. Come on, you will get delivered, and you will get set free, and you will shout the victory. And through that, we can be a voice for the harvest. Come on. It's through that presence, guys, that, that victory comes. It's through the presence of God that those struggles, amen, you, you finally just get over that. I tell you never get over it. Somebody just claims and "This it's me. I got to get over it. We like to point it out to everybody, I get over it. Come on. Just like that old song, it's, come on, it's me in the, in the need of prayer. It's not my brother or my sister, but it's me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Come on, come on. It's not my brother or my mother. It's me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. See, we got to take ownership and say, God, I'm messed up. It's me. I'm the problem. Fix me, fix me! I want a breakthrough. I want a victory over my life. Amen. I can't blame that. You know what? You're the one that's holding back my victory. You're the one holding back. My, no, no, it's me holding back my own victory. If I can just get breakthrough and go on the other side, say, God, it's me that's in the need of prayer. Soyo. Can I have some soy for my Chinese food? I don't know where that comes from. Amen. I mean, the early church, listening church, were flowing in the same direction. They all had the same kind of flow. They were all in the same boat. They were all in the same path. They all had the same voice. There was a rhythm in the church. Come on, and the, and the beat of their heart matched the rhythm. Just like that song we sing, to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right. And we all do it, and some of you guys are still going to the right. (laughs) You got no rhythm. You're like, where's where's my right? My left? You're like this. Oh, I'm I'm left-handed. Oh, here we go. Everybody's going left, and then you got that one guy going like this. (laughs) There's no rhythm. Or or some of you guys are trying to get the rhythm in, and you guys are like, There's no beat. There's no rhythm. You... See, their, their beat of their heart matched their rhythm that was in the church. Everyone had the same flow. Uh, everyone was speaking the same. Uh, everyone was talking the same. They all had the same voice. Their rhythm matched their pastor's heart. Somebody got to grab. How me know that we need to grab the pastor's heart. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm telling you, need to get out of hold of His heart. You need, to, we need to grab a hold. How many know their our hearts are wicked? Come on, there's nothing good within us. The Bible says, "Come on, our righteousness." The Bible says, are filthy rags before the Lord." So, how many know we can't be too good on our own? We need some Jesus inside of us, amen. We need to grab a hold of his heart, amen. See, they had the same heart. They were all in the same rhythm. Acts chapter 4.32 says all the believers were in one heart and one mind. Come on, we want revival? Who wants revival in this place? Come on, if we want revival, if you want your spouse, how many looking for a spouse to get saved? Come on, a family member to get saved, a city to get saved, amen. Come on, co-workers to get saved, friends, amen. Then we need to be a disciple-maker, making church that's flowing in the same rhythm that has the same beat. Come on, you just got to follow the same beat. People start flowing. Let me tell you, people get a little religious and they go with their own beat. Well, I got my own beat now. I don't need to follow your beat no more. And that's where division starts to climb up in the church, amen. You cannot create a beat on a beat that's already been existing even before you were born, amen. We got to follow the beat of the master's heart, amen, and keep following him and don't create something that you don't need to. It's already been done. Follow the rhythm. Get in the flow, Know where your left is and where your right is. And let's get on the same boat. Walk on the same path. Not against each other, but flowing in the same direction. See, this is what happens, what's happening in this church. They did it by being devoted. They did it by being united. They did it because they were being discipled. There was fellowship. They prayed together. They ate together. See, we, say I, we need to grow in our commitments. Come on, we need to grow in our faithfulness and loyalty and follow Jesus physically and spiritually. Because if we're not together, church, if we're not united, if we don't work things out, if we are divided on issues, we will not stand as a church. We will not stand. Anytime there's issue, division, it will not stand when it comes. The cause can be the same, but we have to have the same cause. We've got to have the same voice. That's why there's so much division in our country today. Amen. They're standing on causes, but their they're, 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 they're divisions, their issues, their beliefs are different. Though it's the same cause, but they're coming up with different voices because no one's trying to be the voice. Why? Because Jesus is not a part of that voice. There's confusion. The enemy laughs at that. He mocks at that. He he loves it, amen, when they come together and collide. Because it brings division. See, if we don't have the same rhythm and beat, amen, you have to hear the Holy Spirit, amen. You got to hear what he's playing, amen. You got to hear the tune. Because let me tell you, the rhythm changes as the church goes forward. There's a different flow. What happened last year can't be what's happening this year. You've got you to listen to the Spirit. Where are we going? What are we doing? Well, what's different now? That's why we have different banners. Amen. God's calling us to be the voice. Amen. Okay, the other banners were great. We don't forget them. But you know what? This is our focus right now. God's looking for a voice. We've we, we got to go through the same. we got to, okay, this is the voice Voice year. we gotta, we got to change our beat a little bit. You've got to be in the same beat as, as you follow me as a leader. Follow me as I follow Christ. We can't be doing our own thing. You can't be creating your own thing. We have to be together. The voice has to be the same. Mark chapter 3, 25 says, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Matthew chapter 12 25 says, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. We have to come together. That's why there's so many church splits, because there's a lot of division in the church today, and it's caused by the enemy rising up. One guy getting an idea, thinking, well, pastor's not getting it. He's he's missing it. Instead of flowing in the same direction, amen, he's causing current of a different direction that causes division in the church. And when division of the church happens, church, the enemy wins. The enemy wins. Come on, we, we may not agree eye to eye on everything, church, but we definitely have to walk hand in hand in everything that we do. I'm going to talk about a subject at the end of the month, amen, about Halloween, it's been in my heart for a while. It's been in the heart of my wife for a while. We've been kind of flowing with the churches, amen, and I believe that we're doing it wrong. We're, we're celebrating. A, a, you know, I'll talk about that at the, of, at the end of the month. But we really need to know what's going on in our systems, church. And, and, and I'm just going to give you some advice, and whatever you do with it, it's up to you. I'm just going to make I'm, I'm declaring a stand what we're doing here as a church, and what I'm going to do as a pastor over this church, not writing off anybody else. I, I don't, I, I'm not coming against anyone. I'm just showing you what, what's been relevant to me, what God has shown me. And so my, thing, my, my, my heart has always been tugged in that area. But I'm going to explain it a little bit to you. Is that, is that okay? And whatever you do, that's, that's fine. But for this church, this is how we're going to stand in it. Amen. And, and I'm going to give you some statistics. I'm going to give you some Background, I'm going to give you some things to this. and I'm going to give you the word of God that's mixed into all that. And then the decision will be yours. Amen. But the house will stand on this decision. Amen. So we got to be, we can't be divided on issues. You know, okay, That's this is what we do. You got to say, okay, this is your church. I'll just flow with you. If it's a total disagreement, then you got to do what you got to do. But, uh, you know, we have to come together. I believe that we're here together because we have a common cause. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we, 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 the faith matches your faith. Or you're being discipled to something that you've never been taught before. So our thing is to come to a conclusion with that, amen. That's why we come to grow. That's why we have to come together. How many know you can't figure it out by yourself? That's where people get a lot confused, amen. It's in the church that we come together and we have this common ground and the Holy Spirit helps us through it all. I don't know everything, and I'm not saying everything I do is is right, but I'm accountable to what comes over this pulpit. I have to stand before God for you. I got to stand before. This is what I taught. That's why I say whatever I teach you, make sure it's matching against the word of God and make sure it's good in your spirit. And if you have a question, I'm always open for whatever talk with you guys. You, my, my, my door is always open. Hey, Pastor, can, I, I'm a little confused here. Can you clarify? that? I, I, I will. Can somebody say amen? I'm here, amen, to lead you, amen. You know, God has chosen us as the Moseses to, to lead you to the promised land, amen. So I'm going to do my very best, and I'm going to jeopardize my, my salvation over this. I want to say, God, I, I just got to get clear. And I'm not here not, listen, listen, real quickly, I'm not here to cause controversy, I'm taking controversy out. I'm going to say this is it. I'm not, here to con- I'm not here to say this. I'm not saying you're doing it wrong. This- I'm not here to do anything. This is what God's told me for this house. And this is where, I, where, where I'll stand. Because this is the house that I've got to be accountable to. You know, I'm not by mouthing nobody, whatever they do out there. I'm always praying for the body of Christ. I'm always praying for my brothers and sisters. Amen. I'm not here to cause anything. Drinking issues. Smoking issues. I'm not here to cause it. I don't do it. I simply don't do it. And I got my own reasons. The Word of God says. And so there's different things, church, but just match it to God's Word. Can we? Amen. Amen. We've got to have the same voice. So it's important for us to do that. See, God works in unity. With unity comes growth. And with growth, we become the voice. Amen. See, disciple making is a spiritual work. Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 20 says this Jesus came. And told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given to you. Be sure of this. I will always be with you even to the end of the age. So here, here, you got to understand He's telling them, he says, all authority has been given to me. Now go do the same thing. There's a quote from the late Dr. John Holland. And Dr. John Holland says this, Spirituality is the ability to receive from the realm of the spirit and release it into the physical. Amen. Disciple making is a spiritual work. We have to receive it from the spiritual realm. And we have to release it in the physical realm. Are are you following me? Come on, we have to receive something from up here in order to give it out here. You have to receive, you have to then release. Somebody say receive. Release. That's something that we have to do. So wherever I get, I don't get it from my own. I get it from the spirit realm, and then I release it into the physical realm. Amen? And so you've got to understand everything that we do in disciple making is a spiritual work. The problem with the church today is that the church filters this revelation from God with our carnal minds. So, what do we do? We try to make it better. Come on, somebody. We attach it to our ideas, we attach it to our methods, to what the Spirit is saying, and we take disciple making out of the Spirit wrong. Are you understanding? So, what we do turn it into is an educational course or a program. When a church does that, they're teaching people a routine instead of a way of life. So, in this process, church, we can lose the very source, the very power of making disciple, which is by the Spirit, Holy Ghost power, amen. It's not by might nor by power, but by what? My spirit, says the Lord, amen, because disciple-making is a spiritual work, not an educational course. It's something, it's not something that's done routinely or should I say religiously. It becomes part of our life. I was telling the goldman, this is my life. This is what I chose. this, this This ain't a part of of a Sunday thing or a Wednesday thing or when we get together with a brother thing. Amen. This is my life. This is who I am at work. This is who I am at, at my, at my home. Amen. This is who I am when I'm driving all alone in my car. This is who I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. This is my life. I chose this. I, can, he, come on. I chose this. I said, God, this is what I want. Amen. So it becomes part of our lives. Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Then at the end, he says, I'll always be with you always. Therefore, go do what? Make disciples. He calls to go and make disciples. See, the call to make disciples, uh, amen, is based upon all authority, and I'll be with you always. In between those two statements, he tells them to teach them to observe all things that I've commanded you to do. You see, you can read all kinds of books of how-to. You ever read a how-to book? Come on, come on, now you go YouTube now, hallelujah. But how-to, amen, how to pray, how to read your Bible, how to become a man or woman of God, how to become more accountable. And come on, there's nothing wrong with reading books, amen. We have all bought them. I bought books. I have books in my office right now that help and things. But these are all supposed to give you some kind of ideas or some kind of guidelines. Because if you don't mix the spirit with the church, if you don't involve the Holy Ghost, you will just become a textbook Christian. All knowledge but no power. Hallelujah. Come on. You, you, ever, you ever know a know-all? <laughs> don't look at them right now. Come on. Come on, you got to understand, amen, If the Spirit's not involved in it and, and all we're doing is reading and reading and getting knowledge, well, all we're going to be is a textbook Christian, amen. Uh, we're going to have all the knowledge, but there's not going to be no power. Just like the Bible says in the, old, in the last days, what? A form of godliness, but denying its power. There's a lot of people, amen, uh, that have a form of God. It looks like a church. It looks good like a church. They sing the songs that we sing, but there's no power in there. People are not getting delivered, amen. They're living the same way, amen. Why? Because there's no power. They have all knowledge. They're, the knowledge, the words are coming out good. It's very fluent up there. It sounds good, but there's no power because if there's power, there's going to be deliverance. There's going to be change. Come on. There, there, has, to be, there has to come to a point that when you hear the word of God, you are, you, are, you are challenged to make a change in your life. If there's no change and it's just a feel good, that's all it is. There's no power. True disciple-making is a spiritual work. It's when you involve the all-authority, and with I'm with you always. That's what brings the work of the Spirit of God, amen, to call to do and make disciples. I cannot preach and make disciples without his spiritual authority, without his spiritual power at work in me and through me, amen. I need the presence of the Holy Spirit active in me in order to make disciples. It's not how fancy we can teach or how fancy we can preach that makes disciples or how dynamic our programs are that makes disciples, church. Disciple-making is the teaching and the application of the Word of God that is sandwiched in between His authority and His presence. There has to be the authority. There has to be the presence of God Mix in all that. In other words, the Holy Spirit needs to be involved in everything that we do. In everything that we do. If we think that we can make disciples without being in the middle of his authority and his presence, we are fooling ourselves. You'll be making something, amen, but they will not be men and women of God who experience the joy of being disciples of Jesus Christ. It's amazing. It's amazing To experience spiritual life. Come on, that's sandwiched in between the authority, the all authority, and I'm with you always. Listen, everything that we do has to be in between His authority and presence. You have to live between those two in order to experience His supernatural power, church. I can't just come up and preach. I gotta be under His authority, and I need the presence of God. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Spirit doing His thing. I can't wall wow you. I can't move you. I, I may get you excited. I may pump you up. Amen. But if there's, the authority's not there and there's presence out there, you'll leave here with just a bunch of excitement. little firecracker for a moment. Boom. That's it. It's over. Come on. How many want this for life? See, this is what we came for is for life. This is a plug in for life. This ain't for, a, this ain't for just to have a good Sunday or that we don't have to go home and fight. Come on, uh, on Monday, it starts all over again. We get back into our rut and everything else. No, the all authority and his presence has to be with you every day that you do. It has to be with you tomorrow morning. Come on, God, I need your authority in my life. God, I I need your presence in my life. As I do what you told me to do, as I do and and, and exercise those things that have been taught, amen. Then I get power. Then that gets released. I receive and I release. Then we're able to take from the spirit realm and release it into the physical realm. Amen. It does not produce a classroom or or a type of system. It produces and releases, listen, church, life. It's life. Come on, you are a church going, no, I'm a disciple. I'm a disciple of Christ. That's who I am. That is my badge. Amen. Yes, I'm a pastor. That's my title. But ultimately, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's who I am. That's how I live. Come on, it's just like work. If we just put on our, our, our work shirt, right? Come on, you're working for whatever company it is. You're that, you're that person for that eight hours. That's it. Once you take that off, guess what? You're, you're not that no more. I work, I work as a salesperson, amen, for R.C. Willie's, I don't go home and become a salesperson. <laughs> Do I ever come to you and show you brochures? Hey, you're looking for a dryer, washing, right? we're having a sale. Oh, there's some passion to do some things like that, amen. That, that's, that's not who I am. That's, what I, that's my employee. That's my job, amen. That's, that's what I do for an income, amen. That's it. But you know what? Even there, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, amen. Well, you know, you got to understand, that's who you are. It produces life, church. Life is what disciples shape the disciple making is all about. It's a 24-7 process where God is making us more and more into the likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. It's like those old songs that we sing. I like the old songs, the old hymns sometimes. They were simple but, man, powerful. Come on, to be like Jesus. All through life's journey is to be just like him. Come on. To be like Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on. The old songs. Song. that God used to the blood of Jesus has set me free. Oh, the blood of Jesus that makes us white as snow. Come on. Those. That's the power. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's the blood, amen. That's what we're doing. This is, this is a process. This this, we're supposed to be just like, just like the one we're following. We're supposed to be, we've got to look like him. That's who we, that's our model. Got to look like him, follow, be like him, talk like him, live like him, love like him. Everything is like him. I, I'm following Christ. Come on, even Jesus turned around and, and, and asked John, and, and, and John's like, where do I go? You have the, the keys to life. You, you have all the answers. See, once you have Jesus Everything else is no good. (laughs) Come on. Buddha's not good. Muhammad's not good. Jesus remains good. Amen. Come on. uh, Because Jesus is the only one that's alive and well today, church. Uh, Come on. uh, We follow someone that's alive, not dead. Hallelujah. My God's not up there. He's alive. That's who we're following, church, and he wants us to model that. and Show the world that that's who we become. They have to see Jesus in you. This is where God is working out his salvation uh, through moment by moment, day by day experience, uh, being, teaching, bringing the teaching of God's word to life. But motive is the number one issue. Come on, anybody here get lazy? Nah. Come on. You ever you ever thought that I'm going to do this tomorrow and then you, that tomorrow comes and you ah oh, wait till next week. Such a great day, man. Sometimes the weather just changes our attitudes. Come on, the weather, cold weather comes, oh let's just cuddle. Let's just kick back. I mean, it depends on how the day's going. So motive is the number one issue. We have to be motivated. Come on, something that you don't see in our young people anymore, amen. They're they're not motivated no more. Why? Because discipleship has failed. We have failed in teaching our young people to be motivated, teaching them to do something for for their life, or or teaching them the word of God because God alone will motivate them. We have to be motivated. If we are going to be a disciple-making church, we got to be excited. Man, I, I, you know, Brother, brother Ernie, Pastor Ernie that was here last weekend, amen. He came and goes, Give me flyers. I'm motivated to pass them out. Passing out our church flyers. I haven't heard a disciple here ask me for flyers recently. And here's a visitor asking for flyers. Let me pass them out. When's the last time you passed out a flyer? When's the last time you invited somebody? When's the last time you were at a restaurant, and the flyers in your pocket and say, Here, why not you invite you to our church? Or are we discipling? Church, if we're going to be a disciple making church, there's things that we got to do. We can be, ooh, our church is great, and what are you doing? Coming? Come on. There has to be an excitement to tell somebody about Jesus. This is our life. Or are you embarrassed of our church? What, what is it? Why, why don't we speak? Why don't we? Invite somebody. I see some friends being invited now. That's great. Our young people are bringing people. That's, that's good. And I'm not putting a downer, but if you're not doing it, then this is for you. I'm not putting you on blasts. I'm just saying, this is what we need to do as a church. We want to grow. We want, we want this past, you know, you guys, hey, I just knock down the wall, Pastor. Well, then fill up the people, bring people, if we can knock down that wall. Come on, get, let's get it packed up. I mean, it felt good over the weekend. Our conference, we, man, we are packed out, man. We are talking, oh, we're going to need a conference. We need, we need a bigger room next year. No, we need some more people that just makes this a church. We need to keep this solid packed. We need to go to two services. Yes, I'm speaking two I don't want to do two. I'll do it. I mean, I, I'm that excited, amen, to say I'll do two services, God. No Spanish for me. I did that once. Man, I chased people out. (laughs) I was cussing up here in Spanish. I I won't do that no more. Amen. No, I have a 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock service. And then somebody will raise up in here to do a Spanish service. Not me. One of you guys. And then we're going to send you to another side of the town for another campus. Another satellite church of ours. That's what we need, people to rise up. Don't throw it on me. <laughs> Everybody wants to throw it do it. No, 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 you can do it. See, my wife and I were motivated to come to Las Vegas. It's awesome to see disciples reproduce. Come on, our fellowship is based on disciple making. It's not a system or a program that we have, but it's the fruit of our motive. This is why we do what we do. We win, build, serve, send. This is what we do, guys. Come on, this is what it is. It's the fruit of our motivation. We have to be motivated, amen. In order to make disciples, amen. We must have a heart for disciple making, and only God can give you that heart. You got to ask God. God, help me not to be lazy. God, help me to reach out. God, help me to study more that I can disciple my brother, disciple my sister. Help me to do what I need to do, Lord. That I can make disciples because you called me to go and make disciples. You didn't call me to come and sit down, amen. Come on, you didn't call me to say sit here and wait till I come. No. Make disciples. If you try to make disciples out of wrong motives in your heart, amen, you'll end up making up jacked up disciples. You will. If you don't have the right scriptures, you're not doing what you need to do. If that's not sandwiched in between his authority and his presence by doing what was being taught, amen, then you're going to make up people that are jacked up. There's enough jacked up Christians already in the church today. Come on. There's, there's too many of those already, church. We need, we need to change that. We need to change that, church. You may be able to gather a crowd around you. You may be able to have large numbers in your ministry, man. But if it's driven with wrong motives in your heart, you will not produce true Disciples. A true disciple is one who follows Christ, amen, uh, in his heart, amen, uh, spiritually and physically and understanding. It is a spiritual work, not a classroom. We have our own classroom. We have men's discipleship. I'm I'm not against programs. I'm not against that. But if it's not sandwiched in between his authority, his presence, then we're not doing nothing, church. We're gathering a crowd. Come on, just like that old song, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Come on, remember that song? Is that too old for some of you guys? You guys are you a young crowd, amen, huh? Yeah, yeah. Or just, if you just, wrote, you just grew up in the church, amen, as a kid in your church, man, those are some old songs. Jesus on the inside. Working on the outside, oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside, oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside, oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change in my life. Then we go on to other ones. God is great. Oh, man, don't get me going. (laughs) The old rugged cross. Oh, my Lord. I'm going back. Old rugged cross. Let me tell you, those simple songs brought people to tears. Because that's what it was that started this whole thing, church, was the old rugged cross. The blood that takes away our shame. It makes us white as snow. Though we were scarred. He cleanses us. See, that's what we need today It's just some Jesus. We need to just bring Jesus to our church. We need to bring him to our services, not just wow him by our presence and light. Shows. Not against all that church, but if Jesus is not in it, that's all it is. Welcome to Las Vegas. Come on. I can say, we're we're here to just, I'm not here to distract, entertain, but to proclaim Jesus. Because let me tell you, it still works. And that is truly the answer for our life today. We need to be disciples, church. I'm going to close today. Jesus is commanding us. It's not an option, church. It's not an idea. It's a command to go and make disciples. Teaching them everything that was taught to us. To reproduce. Remember, everything that we do, church, has to be sandwiched in between his authority and his presence. Knowing, listen, that he's always with us. If you have his authority... You do what you have to do in the middle, and it's mixed in with the presence of God, knowing that you'll, he'll always be with you. I always know God's with me. I come under his authority. I need his presence. And then when I come up here to do what I need to do for his kingdom, God, I know that you're with me. He stands right here. He'll change things on me. He'll drop things inside of me. He'll show me things that I, haven't, I didn't see before because he's always with me so when you go out to witness to somebody, and when you go out, maybe if you come out on Tuesday night and go in the corner just to share with somebody and pass out a flyer to somebody, that you know what, you don't have to be afraid because why? He's with you. There's nothing wrong and simple just saying, you know what, I want you to invite you to my church. And I'm out here because Jesus loves you. He brought me here to see you today. He knew that you'd be walking the street right here to hand you this flyer. It'd be great to see you. God bless you. It's really that simple, church. Now you're doing what you need to do. Share. So maybe someone's opening up. Maybe I need prayer. I can pray for you. Let me pray for you. Let's grab a hold of this. What are you going through? Fear, trouble. We have hard times, financial troubles. Let's pray. Let's grab a hold of God. I have a God that can do all things. And you just, you lead them. And some, some you, you want to get led to Christ? You want, you, want, you want to accept Jesus Christ in your life? Let me lead you to Christ. My Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that he's Lord and he rose from the dead and believe in in your heart who he is, that he can save you. You believe that? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's pray right now. And You lead them to Christ. It feels good when you lead somebody to Christ and they're crying and say, thank you. Whatever they do with it afterwards, amen, you know, you pray for them and hopefully they make it in here. But if not, amen, you have that encounter. You release. You did what you're supposed to do. The rest is up to God, church, and up to people, right? We just, we're, just, we're just seed planters. Somebody else comes and waters it, but God brings the increase. He's on the one that brings the church. The question is, as we end today, are you ready to follow him? Because if you're a true disciple, that's what it requires. Are you ready to follow him? Can you see yourself as part of the crowd here? Can you see yourself? That's me right here. I'm following. I'm following. Are you following? I'm following. Come on, are you following him? Jesus says, follow me and I'll make you fishers. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand up.